All right. Welcome to the first episode of the It's Our Year podcast. And you're probably quite rightly thinking, oh, brilliant. Another football podcast is an already saturated market. Yeah, you'd be right. You know, it's going to be exactly the same, but, you know, done in slightly different accents. Um, within this podcast, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, my particular team, Leicester City, uh, my co-host team, uh, the massive Sheffield Wednesday. We're also getting some um, very interesting insights into the world of uh, non-league football, as the former semi-pro sat across from me. Three games. Three games semi-pro, uh, which was revealed, let me tell you, in his uh, in one of his best man's wedding speeches. That's right, he did have three best men in his best man's wedding speech. Then actually he was signed due to being an admin error. Uh, not due to ability, not due to technique, it was an admin error. But anyway, he's now a uh, coach at Sheffield FC uh, and we'll be getting some wonderful insights uh, regarding non-league football, including their fine sheet, which uh, made for some very interesting reading. So after that rather convoluted and trite beginning, let's continue in the same vein. Um, no, it's hopefully not. So I'm going to introduce the chap over the way from me, uh, Craig Turton, a, uh, a big supporter of uh, the team formerly known as the Massive. Claims you won't call them that this season, uh, being as they're now in uh, League One. But no, I don't I know. can't call them that until we get back up to Championship at least. You think it warrants it being in the championship yeah, referred no, to as the still, massive? Yeah, I still do, yeah. Right, okay. So that lovely little flicker and insight into his delusions of grandeur, ever the optimist, um, still thinks that Chancery is a wonderful owner who's not milked the fans for, for everything, including the five quid charge for the uh, the radio. Um, yeah, sound bloke. Everybody makes mistakes and he's learning. He continues from, to make them. But he's learning from the mistakes. And Is he? What's he learned? And we've started off well. He's letting the manager run uh, the team, which is... Uh, well, that's refreshing. Uh, not picking numbers himself. So anyway, we'll go on some more about that in a bit. But uh, There we go. Wonderful insight into Craig Turton. There you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, my other co-host uh, is... Chris Gayton, uh, big Leicester fan, mm. uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm jealous from uh, how my club has uh, turned out, uh, not a lot of highs. Uh, a I lot thought of, he'd learnt from his mistakes. Yeah, but he has, but he's, when are we going to probably uh, win the league, uh, Premier League, uh, FA Cup, Community Shield? Yeah, I'm, gonna say, I'm glad you didn't forget about it. That uh, one. We really wanted to win that friendly, didn't we? But uh, not a friendly. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, you've done really well. I can't argue. Uh, good fans, uh, great chairman, uh, club run properly. To be fair, and uh, do you like the clappers, Craig? I don't like the clappers. Even though I have been to one game, uh, I've still got that in my uh, like football. Uh, 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 memorabilia box and it's still there but yeah not not for me that it, well we've still got we, we the, still possess hands and, and voices do we not so it does seem a bit to be fair the, the clappers actually got put out in a poll by Chancery and it, it, it now nah, the Wednesday fans weren't happy we've learnt from his mistakes Craig <laughs> he has but anyway great club Leicester uh, yeah so and when the results come through uh, I don't know about Chris but I do have a little cheeky look uh, See how Leicester have gone on. But yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoy 
this podcast, we're going to be talking about her, uh, the highs and lows, her, uh, and I can't believe it, uh, I think Wednesday uh, on a lot of highs so far, more than Leicester in this season, but yeah, it's going to be good, hopefully. Her, uh, I'm glad we come to those conclusions after we've played twice. We've played uh, five times, but yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. And you're also probably thinking, um, ooh, Sheffield Wednesday, Leicester City, where's the link? There's none. There's none. Apart from the marauding left-back, uh, Peter Gilbert, that we were both able to experience. He was a fine player, oh, wasn't Gary he? Taylor Fletcher. And Gary Taylor Fletcher, of course. Yeah, I love his wedding pics. They're lovely, aren't they? And also, um, the newly crowned, badly aging footballer, Peter Rodriguez, who, if you're desperately trying to picture him, other than looking incredibly haggard, he looks very much like um, the model who had an head transplant in uh, Tosa, London. Um, where you weren't allowed to mention Bruce Forsyth. That's him. That's what he looks like. Okay, on to the next bait. So, the season's begun. And as the name of the podcast suggests, it's our year. And in the case of Craig, as the case is at the start of every year, he thinks they're going to do it. So, uh, if you were to talk us through uh, what occurred this weekend with the massive, Craigo. Yeah, so uh, it's been back-to-back local derbies. Uh, yeah, and was at uh, the New York Stadium uh, Wednesday this weekend. Always a tricky place to go to, uh, being as the hatred towards Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I'm originally from Rotherham. And, uh, You're a Brinsworth Owl, aren't I'm you? A, I wasn't part of Brinsworth Owls, but are, uh, yeah, they got you distanced yourself. They, they, for whatever reason, they don't like us, and I only what I can think of the locality. It's not the locality. Oh, we've been the the most successful team in South Yorkshire. Oh, it's it's jealousy, and we've took a lot of their players in the past, uh, and they've got a bit of a loving with Sheffield United as well. Uh, but Do I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Blades. A lot in the spot. I'm not because oh, it's, not, it's, not, up it's not my it's not my thing. Yeah, but we played Rotherham. They did the double over his last season. Uh, our good friend Izzy Brown uh, oh. couldn't take a corner uh, oh. at Hillsborough, resulting in them going down the other pitch and uh, scoring from Ladapo two one. But yeah, cracking I'll, strike, good, good goal. But yeah, I was uh, confident going into the game. I took a point before. But yeah, uh, great another, pen save. I know, yeah, great pen save. If that was in the Premier League, mm-hmm. they'd be talking about that for for ages. Peacock, uh, Farrell, uh, sure. uh, brilliant keeper for me. Uh, uh, I've got a couple of Leeds fans who are going to be coming on uh, in further episodes, and I had a, uh, I had a, was I joking? No, I, don't, I wasn't. I said he's going to get twenty clean sheets. In the season, and he's played five, got five clean sheets. There's only us in Portsmouth in EFL who's not conceded yet. So yeah, another good uh, result uh, away from home. Uh, you've you've also sort of deject there, Craig. But you've you've had a few interesting experiences, haven't you, when you've been to uh, the New York in the past? Because uh, on a on a previous away day, you were in the midst of the home fans, weren't you? Oh yeah, the what uh, happened there? Oh, it was the uh, Kieran Lee Miller Killer Derby. Uh, that's what we called that what it. That was referred to us. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just, get... He wasn't a fan of bakers. What? No, 
Uh, couldn't get in the away end uh, because we sell out. Every Not enough bit. points. You don't care no, enough. That's why. No, it sold out. Like we do every 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 time. We're at, especially going to those uh, uh, small grounds and things. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I had to go in the home end uh, with my friend uh, uh, Dave, who. Uh, well, hopefully he'll be coming on this podcast as well, talking about Wednesday. But yeah, uh, it was a strange one. Uh, sitting on your hands, uh, really uh, weird game. Having Steve Evans run on uh, the pitch, his trousers, well, his trousers falling down, trousers again, coming it. down, red face, but charging co- ball of a man. I couldn't keep me sitting on my hands, and when uh, we equalised, just because there were no more, uh, <laughs> I I jumped up. Uh, Oh. Didn't really celebrate, just jumped up, oh. and then the uh, were uh, worried for your welfare. And then the the steward just came down to me and said, uh, "Would you be able to leave?" So I did. At this point, it was one all, uh, and then yeah. Uh, did, you get, did you get any grief as you were sort of leaving? Yeah, I got a bit of grief when I was leaving. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just stayed outside, uh, uh, and it just all went berserk. We ended up going two one down. Uh, Got it back to two two uh, with uh, with Big Nihu. Uh, not hard to call him Big Dave. So maybe on this, maybe able to get him on this podcast. He's... I th- I th- I think, despite having no listeners, no followers, we've we've got enough pull to get Big Dave Nihu on. Yeah, yeah. watch out uh, Wednesday I die podcast. We'll we come in for you. Uh, uh, but yeah, Charles uh, Cope won't be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, then uh, Stevie May. Uh, remember him. He got the ball, uh, nice little flick into Kieran Lee, last minute of the game, 3 2. And uh, the doors opened up, the um, the exit doors, and I just ran back in. Uh, uh, what, to celebrate in front of the Home Faithful? I was in, I, no, I just came back in right. into a different area of the stand. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, what, a, what a day that was, uh, good memory. And uh, I know, so I've. Uh, Played there as well uh, just before COVID. Nearly scored a right. Uh, well beautiful bit. chip, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, b- beautiful chip. Uh, people were couldn't believe it. To be fair, uh, I nearly lost an eye that game as well. Uh, funny enough, but anyway, anyway, great Oof. win for great win what for wax for, of emphasis. Uh, great win for Wednesday. Uh, great start, especially where we were a couple of months ago, mm. and uh, I think uh, we're going to do it. And Darren Moore's the right man for the job. Oh, good. Well, in regards of the city, a slightly more humbling experience, wasn't it, really? And I'm slightly concerned that, um, unfortunately, with Big Dan and Calgar at the heart of the defence, there'll be a few more humblings along the way. Because uh, it's, it's frustrating in that if we had our best players out, I think, I think again, we'd be doing pretty well. You know, if we had... If we had Big wet or little wet, should I say, um, with uh, Calgar and Johnny Evans. But obviously, Johnny Evans's feet seems to be a little bit too responsive as soon as he puts his foot down. He's oh, not no, the season now. No, I, I don't even think he's he's trained. Although he's just been called up for Northern Ireland, which seems bizarre, doesn't it? So open up play for them with his sensitive feet. Um, but I mean, it was the usual thing against West Ham. Uh, we just get bullied by him. Antonio is far too strong. Um, almost. 
Like we've learned nothing from last season because exactly the same thing happened in every single game that we played he, against he, West Ham. He bullied, the, the physical. He bullied you only play for Wednesday. He did. Scored Made a, in S6. Scored a great goal. Didn't want to leave. Did he not? And he played right back. I think that day or right wing back. Still even able to score at right wing back. But yeah, no, because I know there's been sort of online and all this. Stuff, oh, no, this is absolute disgrace. It's terrible. We like well, we have, first we haven't got his best team. We were down to ten men. I mean, I know it was. Um, only Perez, who uh, who got sent off, um, and these people say, "Oh, Leicester, well, every club really." There's always a scapegoat. There's a scapegoat, and Perez is our scapegoat. No, he's, he's not a scapegoat. He gets grief because he's shit. We've That's got why he gets abused. For uh, Liam Palmer, but I, I don't think it's uh, just to be fair. Do you not? Yeah, I like him a lot. But you're saying about these injuries. I remember the season after we. Uh, well, we'll talk about our memories but mm. the season after we didn't go up mm. we had a full squad out injured and we had to get get through a it a full Chris, squad virtually I don't, and I, I kind of want to play the violins for you but again It'd be wasted on an, yeah. on an audio file wouldn't it really unless but, you did actually play a violin as opposed but to yeah you've signed Vestergaard and he's out yeah yes yeah, so that's that's another great one um, but I don't I, just, I still can't quite fathom what happened in that friendly, in that that tackle was made by the uh, Villarreal player and the fact that he was able to stay on the pitch afterwards because it was a full-on scissor tackle, got him in the midst of both of his legs, the horrific replay afterwards where you could see his ankle had completely gone the wrong way. And it, look, at it was, it was look at the positives there. If he was fit, could he have been sold in the transfer window? Because if a big, a big club comes in for him... Would he have gone? I'm not saying you're not a big club, but no, I don't think I don't think anybody would come in for him this year. Yeah. I think we won't we won't have him for long. He's fantastic, um, superb defender, aggressive, excellent on the ball, wonderful passing between the lines. He's 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 great. And now we've got we've got Big Dan Amate, who was seemingly signed on the basis of a YouTube video, um, which must have been put on double speed. Because it's sort of like the, the, Copenhagen were breaking and he's able to get from his box right up to uh, the oppositions in this free-flowing counter-attack. Whereas here is this... Oh, oh, oh nervous. But at least he's good at throwing a pendant I'm, I'm, over she's... his shoulder there, isn't he? He's brilliant at throwing that pendant. Friggin' loved it when he did that. I, I don't care if it amped up Chelsea. It's the best thing he's done, which suggests a lot about his current footballing legacy, doesn't it, really? So in our next segment, uh, we're going to discuss our earliest, best and worst memories in relation to our own football club. But are you thinking, oh, well, it's going to last one episode? It's not, because we're going to ask people who support other clubs to contribute with their particular perspective. So, uh, Craig, if you want to kick off with your earliest memory of uh, Wednesday, what was it? Uh, so, in a way, I was quite late. Going to a football game uh, due to uh, a bit like with pubes. No, no, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd giant bush at three. No, no, uh, I had a few uh, visits to the hospital. All good. I'm all fine now. And the the doctor actually said you'll never be able to play football. Oof, oof. You won't be able to walk. Emphasis. And I'm like, no. And look at me now. I ended up playing three games. Well, anyway. So when I, I was when I was all right, um, my dad took me to. Uh, an FA Cup tie. Mm-hmm. We were in the Premier League at this point. Uh, he didn't want me to sample a big crowd, so 
take me to the FA Cup game, and it was against Grimsby. Uh, <laughs> I assume that was sold out. It, it, they, they sold out their way, and it was amazing. Yeah, and, and, white, and White is my earliest memory. Yep. Just, I just remember their, uh, seeing the away end, and there was loads of blow-up fish. Oh throwing, yeah, they were quite renowned for that. Just throwing they? loads yeah, of blow-up fish around, uh, and it was obviously their, their cup final. Uh, Despite uh, being the third round, I'm assuming. It was the third round. It was, yeah. Yeah, third round. Uh, uh, and I managed uh, just before, uh, well, during lockdown, because nobody was spend, spending money with the area. So I got all these programmes for this little uh, segment, and I got the uh, the programme. I guess it was on from uh, from that era, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Booth. Nope. Neil it. Peter Atherton. Peter uh, Atherton? Yeah, and... Uh, the fullback. Yeah, it was a great day. Uh, 7-1 bloody hell we won 7-1 who scored against the Mariners Craig remember a couple of them I can't remember too fair it's pretty poor of me Richie Humphries probably but what I I just can't remember that away end and they just kept singing and singing even we hammered them that day and uh, from then waving the big fish uh, yeah from then uh, and also walking into the stadium uh, on the cop it, it were amazing uh, being a Wednesday fan but uh, the first ever memory was actually I went for Euro 96 but being we talk about Wednesday and, and Leicester that that was my best earliest memory of uh, Chef Wednesday oh yeah. ok uh, my earliest one with the City was 94-95 uh, season uh, and it was sat on the upper tier of the cop uh, I used to love the cop at Filbert Street it was brilliant because well in the upper tier, obviously not as singy, and you could hear all the sound beneath you reverberating, like yeah. and uh, yeah, with the clappers, <laughs> um, all the sound reverberating out onto the pitch. And it was the year that Blackburn won the league, and this was the game we we, we played Blackburn. Shira, Shira. Yeah, he was there, yeah, and um, we drew nil nil. And I can remember being in the upper deck, and it, relatively small at the time. I think how old would have been? Uh, I'd have been uh, six or seven, and in that upper upper deck. You couldn't actually see down towards the goal. And I thought that Shearer, because obviously he was in phenomenal form that season and he had a pretty decent chance right in front of us. And I just told, opted to sort of put my head in my hands, but everything was all right. He'd not scored. Uh, and it was, a, it was a pretty dismal nil-nil draw, really. Uh, and ultimately, we got relegated that season. So not 7-1 then? Not a 7-1. And no blow-up fish? A, no, there were certainly no blow-up fish. No, they were just sort of a group of cantankerous Lancastrians who were a bit annoyed that they weren't able to beat a pretty bang average Leicester side. Still including at that time, uh, Sticks, uh, a.k.a. Ian Omendroid. So, having had the earliest, we're now going to go for uh, the best moment that we've experienced in regards of our football teams. So, uh, Craig, off your pop in regards of... The Wednesday. This this day can't be matched for me. Uh, so mean, ma- nobody else could no, amount to it. Just so many things right. happened that day. And I'll try. And, but carry and, on. Uh, uh, as I've said here uh, in the intro, uh, I've not had a lot of highs. No. And this is certainly one of them. Uh, again, <laughs> in League One, so it's probably going to be out here because we're in League One. Anyway, but the best memory uh, was the. Uh, Playoff final, uh, uh, 2005, mm-hmm. 
29th of uh, May. Reason why I know it's 29th of May. A year later, I met my now wife. In that's oh. her, that's her birthday. So it was meant to be, obviously. Yes. Only one negative about that day, though. It, the new Wembley were getting Not built. Not the thing you just mentioned. No, the new right. Wembley were getting built. So the game was at uh, Cardiff. Um, I went down uh, with my dad, with my old man. Uh, funny enough, took uh, Chris O'Keefe, who was going to be uh, one of our leads correspondents. Yes, we are a having cor- a correspondent. Yeah, we are having leads fans on this podcast because they, they, it's like they feel like they have to have a sense of justice in football. So they, I've had two leads fans already. We need our voice being heard, even though. I didn't even ask them. But anyway, they are coming on. And he came down that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- really good day, to be fair. Buzzing. Got, got into Cardiff. And it is now cold. It's not officially cold, this. But uh, when I went down uh, to watch uh, Wednesday v Cardiff, uh, went to this bar and they said, oh, oh, I remember when all the Wednesday fans down, it balloons were there at beach balls and it was virtually no fish though no they named it the Wednesday Street because it was literally blue and white even though Artipool playing blue and white it were just full did of did they white. have inflatable like monkeys. hanging monkeys and stuff no, like it, that it, literally they would not hardly know Artipool fans there uh, too busy lynching I think, I, think, I, I think it was virtually three quarters uh, at the ground mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so obviously the game happened can remember it so clearly, to be fair. Drew Tolbert? The last goal, but yeah. I'll, I'll go through the... I, I can just remember it, just partly because I was 17 and I, and I, I weren't really drinking. Yeah, so. obviously you've not had anything to cloud your mind at that point. No, so yeah, uh, John Paul McGovern, uh, mm. fantastic goal. Uh, Craig Rowcastle, uh, uh Put a lovely cross in, uh, uh, stabbed it home one nil, mm-hmm. going into the uh, the break. Uh, yeah, like I said, my mate Leeds, uh, Leeds fan was there. I had a, another friend there, Aston Villa fan, and he said, "Oh, it's your day, kind of our year." To be fair, and then the first five minutes, Arlington just came out like an absolute whirlwind. Uh, got two goals, uh, two one, and I was literally. We're going to blow it. We're going to do the typical Wednesday thing. And then uh, Chris and Jonathan, uh, Leeds and uh, Villa uh, fans said to me, don't worry, you're going to do it. And I'm like, do you know we're Wednesday? And, and oh, so it was almost like, that, that makes me think of the time that your old mate, Paul yeah. Merson, you know, had a pop at you when you went on that show with Fenters. Um Apparently, before taking a penalty against Argentina, where Glenn Hoddle went over to him, just put his hand on his chest and just went, you will score. In the style of Clinton Baptiste, there was something about Chris O'Keefe that had this mystical sort of ability to prophesize that things were going to be all right. And you took him on his word, didn't you? Yeah, ish. ish oh, ish, right. Yeah, and I, and I, and I was so thinking, he wasn't convinced. But then we got uh, the dubious penalty. Ashley Westwood... Apparently pulled back, drew Talbot, and even when I watch it that clip again today, and even when I watch all the highlights, yeah. I get emotional because yeah. it just shows how empty the ground was. No, how right. I, I totally forgot. I've totally forgot one thing. Have you got about Co- the game? Cover it, Craig. Guess who I saw before the game? Was it Glenn Odell who I just no, mentioned? No. Can I have no, one more guess? No. Yeah. Um, was it 
Peter Rodriguez, was he looking particularly old? No, it wasn't Peter Rodriguez. Oh. It was probably one of our best ever managers, told B. Ron Atkinson. Oh. He was actually doing uh, some uh, commentary for radio, and he was there, and he was actually in where Wednesday, uh, where, where all the fans, <laughs> and everybody was going around him, but I, I didn't obviously dare go up to him. Anyway, so I thought, anyway, back to the game, 2-1, got a, uh, got a, a really dubious penalty. Steve McLean comes on. He's been out for three months. Scored, mm. I think it was 18, 19 goals. No Stevie May. No, no Stevie May. Uh, and he was uh, taking a penalty. I, can't, I think he has definitely retired now. The Greek keeper, Compatopoulos, was it Demi? He used to play for Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he was in the net. And he, and he looked old then. And this is, Not as old as Peter Rodriguez. <laughs> this is a long time ago. That goal went in. Goes to extra time. They went down to 10 men. Very dodgy pen, and that were it then. The likes of Glenn Whelan, obviously, done it a lot uh, throughout his career. He looks old. He looks old now, but he's got a cracking goal. And then the goal, Drew Talbot, at the time he was 18 years old, rounded the keeper, 4-2. And at that moment, one minute to go, mm. I even know when's he going to cock up now. Mm. And we won 4-2. And then you think, all right, then you, I've said... It can't be matches day. So I've seen Big Ron. We've won. Yeah. We're driving back up. We're driving back up, yeah. <laughs> so Ron. Yeah. Yeah. In the service station in Birmingham. Walking in. And I heard all this commotion. And I'm like, what the hell is this commotion? It was Steve Howard. No, it wasn't Steve Howard. It was Matty Amshaw, one of our uh, young players. Mm. Weren't in, in the squad. They were injured. Running with a cup. Oh, with really, a trophy, yeah. what we've just won. Amazing. So, not going back into the car. We, we're having a chat with players and everything. My, my old man said, you can have a couple of beers in the service station. So I did. But I needed a toilet before we went. Guess who I had a, a, a piss next to? A lot of name drops in this, isn't there? Yeah. Um, being as we're going through these ones, I'm going to say, um, Soypoy. No. It wasn't Carlton? No, 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 it wasn't Carlton. Our current manager, the one and only King Sturrock, Paul Sturrock, he was in the next to me, the urinal, and he went in his Scottish accent. Were they in a different dimension, our current manager? Oh, no, the current manager at the time. Right, yeah. The current manager at the time of... Yeah. Did he have one of his little waistcoats on? He did have a little waistcoat on. Mm. And he went in his Scottish accent. Uh, I can't do accent. No, please do, Craig. And, <laughs> and, he, and he went... Did, did you enjoy that, lad? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and was he looking down at your uh, knob? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I went, yeah, and, uh, and literally unbelievable uh, that day. Uh, uh, and I thought we'd be, we were back. Uh, we got up to the championship. Mm -hmm. We stayed for a year. And we got really good. Straight back down. There we go. Yeah, that's lovely. Years. But anyway, that's the best memory. Okay. Well, What about yours? What was your <laughs> well, best memory? Well, thank you for that, Craig. That was a lovely seamless handover. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a multitude or a few. Well, I don't uh, know about this. this no, I've, I've got to, I've got to break the rules because I can very briefly say clearly. The day we lifted the trophy was phenomenal. With what, the League One when you brought hundred points. Oh, with Matt Oakley, yeah. No, with uh, obviously Bocelli. It was uh, a very lovely moment. Claudio hushing people, him getting emotional. But there were so many moments within that season and the European season after that. And they were on par. So that game where we went to Sunderland, where we won 2-0, and 
Claudio got a bit emotional because because as pessimistic as I am, seeing him get emotional, it was sort of like, well, maybe we we might just really do this. Was that when, when he there. said he'd, if you when you'd buy pizzas? Oh no, that was he'd buy pizzas when we got his first clean sheet. Because even though we were doing relatively well, we kept conceding. Um, no, it wasn't that one. And that, then, could, that could be used on the Sheffield FC uh, uh, rewards list more than the final list. I didn't know you had a rewards list. Oh, we'll have to look into we that may, in a bit. To, yeah. Oh, good, yeah. Oh, we can write it up. So, there was that one. There was also... Um, also at the Sunderland one, there's just a little bit of footage now that they used to show in the sort of the promotional package before they came out where it goes up to the stand and you can just clearly see two very distinctive, three distinctive, should I say, generations of fans. And it's marvellous. You got you can clearly tell there's a granddad, a granddad and a grandson, and they just turn to each other and there's just this lovely embrace. And being there, because you could see it in and around, we thought maybe we might be onto this here. So that were great. And then there were just the elements of the the European sort of tour that was fantastic. I wasn't there for all of it, unfortunately, but I was there for Sevilla and uh, Atletico Madrid. Didn't take the clappers. That's why you got my own hands. That's why you struggled. It is why we struggled. That was it. But it was, uh, yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Just spending two or three days in these these wonderful cities, and then being able to watch the team that you love at the end of it. And the only problem being, particularly in regards of Sevilla, getting into the ground, noticing that the police had covered the numbers up, and thought, all oh, right, okay, this is not good. Vardy scores that crucial away goal, and then it's very steep ground anyway at Sevilla. And just seeing people just toppling in and around you, think, what the ruddy hell's going to see? Turn round, truncheons are flying, there's a fella stood in front of his kids, just going, we haven't done anything. All we've done is sell it. So that, that tarnished it a bit. That's was best memory here, weren't it? But it was, it was, it was incredible Sounds being like able to... the way in League One. Oh, way yeah. rougher <laughs> on that bloody coast. Um, but yeah, just, just being, watching your side in a European game was brilliant. And then even being told at the end of the game, right, Leicester fans, you've got to stay here for an hour after the game, keep you inside or whatever, because it, it led to such a level of peed-up um, boredness that we got to... We, we, we were able to get through every single song, including... Um, uh, Sweet Caroline. Oh, we weren't singing that crap. Um, number one is Barry Ailes. Number two is Barry Ailes. Number three, I think we got up to about 64. So that, that, that was an highlight. We've got, we've got Singing... our song for David Ayres. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad yours is irony free. And, uh, yeah, Barry Ayres, David Ayres. This, yeah. this, 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 this is the difference of clubs. It is, yeah. But we got to sing it in Sevilla. And in the final bit of our sort of sentimental um, sort of revisiting of um, memories gone by, some painful, some enjoyable, um, we are going to now move, regrettably, on to the worst memories um, that we've experienced in regards of our own club. So if you want to kick off, Craig. Yeah, I will do. Like, this This could have been the best. Could have been the kickstarter, couldn't it, it, Craig? It could, this could have been the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody else turned up by the players and it's uh, the 2016 championship brilliant goal by Day Army playoff final and what a, what a day went down Friday uh, night before we camp 
uh, drove down. We had a uh, surprisingly a, uh, a blade, uh, and the blade who was hopefully going to be coming on the show uh, uh, to talk. Uh, it's going to be fun this year, isn't it? Are they? They started. Uh, he was away, um, so he said, uh, <laughs> uh, "We could have his flat." So we went down Friday. Necessary info. Uh, went down. We went down on Friday. Had a few beers. Thinking this is brilliant. This like we've had a right good season. We we should we were the surprise package that year under Carlos. Under Carlos, a uh, few were Portuguese uh, players are like unknown like Matias, Jao, uh, Samido, holding it together from his league one days and and it, it we just had a good team when 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 I look back at it now. Well, supposedly now reading articles and such like, old Carlos revolutionised. Yeah, Portuguese football supposedly. Yeah, he's done well. Uh, currently at Braga now. Or, uh, I don't know if he's revolutionised it in in that he introduced people to football who then went on to purchase successful pastry businesses <laughs> in 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 the way of Matthias. Doing very well. There's a new one opened up in Crooks, haven't they? <laughs> it is. That That's going to be your new best that, memory, that, that, isn't that it? Ooh, it. trying one of them custard tarts. Lovely. So, kind of like her. Uh, the playoff final uh, when we beat Hartlepool, it felt exactly the same. Going down there before the game, Wednesday fans everywhere. Again, it all uh, those times they they were having massive arguments with the, the the board, so they refused to go. But even if even if they weren't having uh, arguments with the board, wow, what was going on? I think they. They didn't they only wanted to change the name uh, of the stadium? Oh, Hull, you mean? Sorry, yeah. I pulled, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Oh, there were loads of wrangles in regards yeah, to that. So they? Yeah, they are. They didn't sell out. We 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 could have sold out their allocation, uh, but yeah, uh, the game started five o'clock kickoff. Bit daft, to be fair. I had a, a fair bit to drink, her, uh, but her, uh, we just didn't turn up. Uh, some people blamed it because the coach couldn't get through. They were late coming to the ground, but not for me. When I look back at it now, and I look at that back four of Hull, where they've got Maguire in there now, look what he's done uh, for Man U in England. Robertson, left back. They had some big players, uh, Uddleston, uh, Livermore, Dawson. And they had experience on the day, and we... That were it basically. Uh, Westwood were having a blinder. Mm-hmm. I think it was six to eight minutes, like we just said at the start of this worst memory. Tom Lee's shanked a clearance, clearance, never forget it. And it just rolled to the army. And to be fair, he, had a, he still had a lot to do, open his body out. From 30 uh, yards, he did, yeah. 30 yards. And to be fair, people, people were blaming Westwood because he went with his, his wrong hand. But I'm not being funny. Other than the first five minutes when Forestieri got round Dawson, we didn't trouble them. They were constantly troubling us. We couldn't we couldn't deal with them, and that were it. And Too busy then, thinking about the pastry business. And and yeah, and the the, the best chance says it all when it when it was fell to were uh, that season he went out on loan to Wolves. Uh, Jeremy Alan uh, blazed over. Uh, Interesting career change that didn't involve any yeah. pastry. Went to religion and it's their own and a good player. But yeah, it was a sad day. And then my friend, he wanted to have a night out to drown his sorrows. But no, I, I were angry. I, I were angry to get that close 
I wanted that Premier League dream. I remember playing in the uh, seeing Wednesday in the Premier League. I just wanted that again. Yeah, that, but despite that, would, that would that would be your that would be us winning the league. I know, like Blackpool got there, mm-hmm. and people say, oh, Brett Omerod, people could GTF. win the league again. But I d- what you did winning that league, Premier mm. League, I don't think it will happen again like that. I don't think a team like your strategists and us would win it. So for me, getting to Premier League, I don't think we've got to worry about you doing it. No, right? but and and that were it. And so that night, uh, I had a KFC bucket and I fell asleep in the bucket. But that's my. You fell asleep in the bucket. Yeah, and uh, how much have you fell asleep in the bucket? My my head. <laughs> Your head. Yeah, my head was in there, uh, and my friend came. Oh, come on, let's go out. Let's go out in London. Camden goes now. We just lost. Doing. I'm, I'm not going out. Were you saying though? Oh, I'm not going out. I, I'm not drinking. I'm too angry for that. I mean, you have forgot the fact that you were you were really pissed though. Anyway. Yeah, but. <laughs> I, uh, the I anger got through it and got rid of all that liquid. Well, that's going to be my best day, but it was the worst day. Transpired to be the worst, isn't it, Craig? Yeah. What about? What about your worst day? Worst one. Um, well, again, there's a, there's a couple, and you're saying, "Oh, it's not part of the rules." I'm making it the rules. I can do what I want. I've got the buttons, right? Worst, I suppose, would obviously be the, the death of the owner was was a terrible one, but, um, which we, 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 we which we weren't we, there for. We, we was away. We, I, I, I was away with you. Yeah, we were in Berlin. Yeah. Um, yeah. We in your on, mood has changed on a stag do in a in a rather bizarre bar which was, was it sort of like a a conspiracy theorist bar is that where I had the helmet on that's where you had an helmet on that, that said something like 9-11 was an inside job that was that was an odd place I don't, I don't believe that by the way yeah good yeah, I'm glad you, you rushed in for that it's just that it, it was a nice hat um, so it should be that but in regards to what I was actually there for in the country because I wasn't actually at the game is when we got relegated to League 1 under the um, wonderful stewardship of don't call me Ian, call me Ollie because I'm a character. Well, yeah, it didn't work at all at Leicester. And you didn't have a cookie jar. In your that's own. right. You know, because sometimes, you know, when you're trying to win, right, sometimes you've got to put up with the, the ugly one. You know, it's like that, isn't it? You, on a Saturday night, on a Saturday night, Sometimes you want the really attractive one, but sometimes you could put with the ugly one. You know, it's a progressive mind is all really, isn't it? What a woke man. But anyway, it was, it was the day we got ready to get. I was watching it in the Pump and Tap, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. It were a cracking pub uh, near De Montfort University. And in there was, uh, was Ali Mockley, ex-Leicester player. And uh, he was pretty peed up. And he, uh, by the end of it, he, he, was, uh, he was weeping. It was a very, very difficult day, that, when we got relegated. So I thought, right, uh, you had a KFC bucket to deal with the pain. I thought I'd have the sausage casserole that they served at the pub, 150, and uh, full of gristle it were. That, for me, is the worst memory, that the casserole was so sinewy. Um, that surpassed the relegation for me. And another one, I just thought of another, this is really a visceral one from Filbert Street. Breaking the rules. I know. Filbert Street, I've made it down onto the bottom bit now, we're in the proper bit of the cop, you know, where the, ooh, where the real fans go, don't they? Where all the noise is made. And it was during the... No papas. No, no, none of that. Um, it was during the Peter Taylor era, which was dreadful, uh, apart from when we somehow made it to the top of the league with Tim Flowers saving every, everything. We lost 5-0 to Bolton. First game at season, 5-0 against Bolton. And I can remember Michael Ricketts, you know, went on to amazing things for England, didn't he? 
One cap. One cap. One cap. Yeah. He he scored and he just did this, just this crappy little dance in front of the cop. And you know, on on telly you'll see people getting up and, and often you think, oh, you know, is that a bit sort of. Um, are you doing it because you've seen other people do it? No, it was a complete body reaction because I was so annoyed by his wanky little shitty little robot dance moves that I just, I felt it go through me and I went, fuck off, Ricketts. And I'm saying this like it's some sort of, ooh, wow, what In a unique thing that, that you rodded a football player. Do you remember when Trevor Benjamin did his little break dance in front of oh, the Oh, but the, the fact that he didn't actually make a full spin round. That was the same game, wasn't it, where um, Mickey Adams turned round to the main stand at Hillsborough and gave it the little little piggy nose gesture, didn't it? And they all tried to run down. Because he is a Sheffield fan, isn't he? I, I or Mickey I Adams. I can't believe I forgot, totally forgot about him. He's, about Mickey Adams? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the majority of people have forgot about poor old Mickey Adams. So now, we get to hear the uh, exclusive insights from our man on the inside, Craig, because he works as uh, a coach at the world's oldest football club, uh, Sheffield FC. And you actually signed, didn't you, Craig, the other day, your uh, first contract, didn't you? Yes. Um, now talk us through that. Like, I've been around Sheffield FC now for two years. My first involvement was three years ago when I did a, um, the warm-up uh, session uh, against Chesterfield's uh, very own Magdog Allen's uh, team. Yeah, but what did what did what did your players think of your first one up though, Craig? To be fair, I'm not going to lie. Very daunting, especially from playing like county senior level, playing university level, playing a decent level of Sunday league, and playing. Uh, You're a semi-pro, Craig. Yeah, but playing for uh, for Allen for for those three games. Yeah, are, uh, it's sort of different on that other side. When you're not playing, okay, and, 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 what, and what was the reaction and response? Yeah, to and, and look, there was some pros there, uh, like um, Mark Newsham, still there, really kind. He, he, he was uh, obviously knew it was my first time doing anything like this, and even though I've done my level two coaching badges and things like that, but yeah, some some uh, some players was like, "Who's this guy?" Like, who, who's I mean, this? they'd be right to say that. Who's this? Who's this guy? And they still say it. And. Uh, what one of them? Funny enough, actually, he uh, he made me like realize, oh, it's not my time to do this. And I, when I thought, do you think it will be? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully now. Uh, I, like like uh, one of the coaches, Jamie Yates, a player coach. Uh, uh, he said, uh, uh, you, "You like him? Uh, uh, who were uh, Big Jack had at Ireland, the the kit man. Uh, he's there for." The morale, the the players like him. The, the the man who the team wondered why he was there. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I've, 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 I think this year, even I've had some uh, praises for my warm-ups before the game. Well, of course, who, who did commend you, Craig? Uh, uh, what, Mad Dog? Uh, Mad Dog, the, Mad Dog Allen yeah, was a big for, fan, wasn't well, he? I mean, three, years, three years ago. But, uh, yeah, so one player... But that that's it's all about bravado, and they don't and they don't mean it when they say some players act in that certain way mm-hmm. just to say a face. Is, is there a lot? Is there a lot of flopping of dicks on the table, Craig? Is that what you're trying to say? No, it's not that. I just, 
There's no, there's no lancing or sabring one another. No, there's none of that. Not a literal that. And, sense. And it was like obviously new guy. Let's have uh, give him a bit of a stick. And funny enough, uh, one of those players I won't mention him, but uh, is he still at the club, Craig? He, he he was last year, but when I went back, uh, I was re- gone really well with him. Uh, uh, oh, right. Um, and it was kind of in a way kind of that initiation then that makes sense like were, me, me doing that were they weighing your balls Craig but me doing that they were like let's let's suss him out and everything um, yeah weighing your balls that's what it means Craig uh, uh, but yeah uh, but since then I've come come back into the fold uh, and, I lo- and I love it and uh, uh, we've had a difficult start uh, this season mm. uh, uh, could have been a lot better we, we, we nearly got the uh, result against Tycaster uh, funny, funny though on that though uh, uh, which I didn't realise last year when the season got uh, curtailed uh-huh. uh, one of the the board members said to me uh, at Tadcaster you've got when, we, when we're doing subs you've got to uh, hold up the substitution board so uh, the referee knows exactly to alert the officials yeah. and everything and we our board didn't work last year brilliant it, bro- it broke so every time we weren't showing the board, we were getting fined, and I didn't even know that. How much would the sort of repair fee have been? I don't know what to how eradicate much. this issue in the fines, Craig. Uh, uh, I don't know how much is there, uh, the fine, or even to fix the board. Uh, but anyway, we got the board. We got the board ready for Tagaster, and it was there. Thought it uh, was sorted. Thought it was sorted. Yeah. The first sub, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On comes the player, off comes the player, number sorted, everybody knows it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second sub happens, board does not work, it's crashed, it's not working. Board member goes to me, just show up the board, just show the board. I went, no, there's no numbers on it. <laughs> and I went, this is typical non-league stuff happening like this. Showed up the board, no numbers on it, even the referee's looking at me, gone out. And you have to show up the board. So you don't get so just, so just the gesture of you showing the board, despite the fact there was no yeah. information, that yeah. was that was able that gave you the ability to override the fine. Yeah, that's it. Marvellous stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. World's the and, world's first. And yeah. Yeah, the, exactly the world's first at um bending the rules to get round fines. And could you give us a, a couple of other things, Craig, that uh, in the midst of the camp you can get fines for? Uh, a big one what I again uh, last season uh, before it got curtailed uh, turning up in flip flops you can't turn up in sliders flip flops no matter what why other than the other than the shit yeah I think, what would happen if you turn up in crocs I, that would cost the sliders I'd say it should be beat but I think it's more of like you think you're better than what you are like a lot of professional footballers wear sliders so that's a bit of a James Madison move, isn't it? Slider. I think, yeah. So you you need to be wearing trainers, basically. It's show it's coming across as you're you better than what you're you rating yourself. Yeah, and being oh the bit of the warm up man doing doing the equipment and things like that. Why am I coming in with sliders? So I got belted for that. Um, oh, good lord! What not, a fine? Not, uh, five pound fine for that. Ooh, uh, but this all goes into the the kitty for when we. Uh, Maybe have like a end of season. Ultimately night. disappointed at the end of season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, but it's there. But it keep. But what's good about it is it keeps everyone on his toes from 
Uh, Not in sliders though. And, and that's uh, uh, that's from the management to players, and it's it's a bit of fun. And uh, obviously that happens in the uh, in professional football down to uh, non-league. But yeah, on to the season. Uh, we started off uh, first game of the season two-two. Uh, we took that point against Tadcaster. Uh, uh, should have won. To be fair, last minute goal. Uh, then we were. Uh, Played a workshop. Uh, yeah, we deserved to uh, lose that game. Uh, workshop played really well. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, but then we, we was on the TV and I was gutted I wasn't there at the weekend. Say you on BBC Sport, weren't you? Yeah, I player. Uh, James McFadden uh, was doing the uh, core comms and oh, I, watched, I, I, watched it, I, I watched it back because I wanted to. I knew the result we lost 2 1, because uh, we wanted to have a cup run. But what I'll just finish on. Uh, uh, one of the Sherwood Colliery players uh, didn't make the I think the last round or the last game because uh, he was on a stag do, uh, uh, and Jane McFadden that kind of blew his mind. Uh, uh, I can't while, believe it at this level. The yeah. fact he's in Budapest when he could be here, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was kind of like that. And uh, I was at a wedding uh, at the weekend. Uh, I'm going to uh, call Craig Turton it as well. Uh, this team needs the motivation from a man in sliders on the touchline yet he's there giving a speech getting stuck let me tell you in a pulpit uh, uh, but yeah uh, I was at a wedding uh, gutted we didn't get the result uh, uh, but yeah uh, on to the next one we've got Brillington at home Saturday uh, hopefully we can get his uh, first win of the season we, we do one but uh, uh, yeah it's going to take time that was nice I mean he might be working for you know so are they semi semi pro? Semi pro club, but he answered that in the true cliched fashion of a professional there. We move on to the next game. It needs to be our first victory. There we go on Sheffield FC. So just to finish up um this week, um we're gonna discuss the subject of Harry Kane. Okay. So obviously today actually has come out with a tweet that he absolutely must have written himself. Um, definitely wouldn't have been his, his brother agent. And the weekly topic is... Thanks for that, Craig. That was love. That was magic. I mean, I, I mean, I just introduced it, but <laughs> thank you for bypassing all that and then providing an introduction to it, as Harry Kane has previously stated. Um, I won't do it in his accent, because, you know, I don't want to. But uh, it was incredible to see the reception from the Spurs fans on Sunday and to read some of the messages of support I've had in the last few weeks. He then inserted uh, hands applauding, again, no clapper, and a ball. I'll be staying at Tottenham this summer and will be 100% focused on helping the team achieve success with the hashtag ComeOnYouSpurs and a picture of him in that rather rancid sort of shirt. looks a bit like... um, the uh, the zap lolly, so uh, evidently something that he hasn't written, and um, well, he's he's claimed there, you know, he's gonna he's gonna stay on for this season until the summer, because undoubtedly he's gonna be gone next year, isn't he? What do you think well, about I, all this? I, I, I read it is he he stayed for the summer, but so it could be, it could be Christmas he's off. Yeah, but come and get me in a uh, transfer window. Uh, well, yeah, Christmas, I mean, he clearly, wants, he clearly wants to sack it off, doesn't he? I mean... What do you think of this gentleman's agreement? Uh, we're leaving. 
For one act. Has he ever well, we had a gentleman's Well, supposedly there was one with at Leicester, wasn't there, with Merez and, and then Kane seeing what Merez did, which essentially, even though you know, Merez is undoubtedly one of the best players ever to play in a Leicester shirt, but he kind of, he undoubtedly sort of chipped away at his fine legacy when he did what he did and didn't turn up to training and then interviews since then sort of saying, oh, I don't think Leicester were prepared for Europe and all this type of stuff. I won't be told that. Luis Hernandez was an incredibly successful acquisition, wasn't he? as was everybody else brought in that summer. But, yeah, there's there's no way that Kane now should still get this sort of positive sort of affirmation in the press. Oh, he's a professional. Oh, he, he turns up and he has, his, he has his breakfast on time. He kicks it at the right... It's his job. Why should he be praised? I don't understand why, why he sort of escapes a lot of the criticism that other footballers who've done similar things there aren't many football players who've done what he's done really who've, who've sacked it off and said no I'm not turning up to work well what other particular line of work are you able to just not turn up and then still get paid to do that well the forestry area refused to get on the coach to Norwich but we got a good point was that due to the state of the bus no it was uh, Nigel Pearson turned that's right big Nigel big Nigel turned his well, he thought for, it was a for, Romanian wolf for me though uh, either way you look at it he's not going to come out good Harry in this yeah, but, apparently, but he shouldn't. apparently, oh yeah, he, he's a very hard character, trains well, he, he's, he's always the first one there, last one to leave. Who cares? Rubbish. He, he's tried to get a move, he's realised Spurs... Well, Levy's not going to sell him. Yeah, and he's realised he's not going to do anything with Spurs. To be fair though, they have started well, to be fair. To without him. To, without him. And for me, the, the, the price is just ridiculous. I, I know Grealish has gone for 100 million. But for me, 160, is it 150, 160 million? But, that, but that's the thing I don't necessarily think you can blame Spurs for, though. Like, why should they sell him on the cheap? If Man City want him, they should pay the amount of money that seemingly has been communicated. Do you not think? It was the same with Merez. Was it, oh, why, don't, why aren't Leicester selling him? Why aren't, why aren't Maguire being sold? Because why should we? We've stated, if you want to buy him, pay that amount. And even though it might be deemed to be a ridiculous amount of money, and you might have a relatively unhappy player on your hands, um, if if that's what the market is, and that's what you're demanding for that person, it's up to the other club to pay it, is it not? For, for, for me, for me, he's, he's obviously one of the best strikers at will, but wonderful orator as well. But there's more, there's better options for me. Go on then. Well, for one, not going to cost you that money. Like his injuries record, he's, he's going to get injured injuries now. Okay, mm-hmm. for me, they should have gone for maybe Lewandowski. Uh, I think that was the striker. They should have tried to get him out of a. Uh, Too busy destroying Dortmund. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, ha- Haaland, he's going to stay in Germany for another year, I think. Yeah. Uh, and do they really need him? Yeah, maybe uh, if you, if Man U were looking to get him, yeah. Uh, but for me, Man City don't need Harry Kane. No? Uh, no, I don't. I'd I don't. have said they need Kane more than they did Grealish. I well, think they've got because like Bernardo without. Silva's a very good player that apparently is going to be shifted in in this particular window, and they've, he's already an excellent player. They've got lots of. I'm going to say the word decent, but of course that sort of falls below what they are. Excellent attacking players, um, but maybe they've not got an amazing striker up top now because I mean, we've got Gabriel Jesus there's no Aguero there he was obviously on the wane before he went to Barca so it would have been for me Kane of a Grealish 
Yeah, as you know, I'm a big uh, uh, Grealish fan. Uh, uh, Lovely calves. <laughs> but yeah, for me, yeah, I don't, I don't wash with the. Don't the, wash. No, the, uh, the you don't wash with me. Sorry, the, the the Spurs the Spurs fans are uh, welcoming me open arms back. Uh, no, for me, I'd be very hurt what he's done. You were very hurt by Forestieri, weren't you? When Big Nige put in the bid. And, and yeah, and that, there's no there's no player bigger than club, and and I think for me, if he wants to go, sell him. But fair play to Levy for sticking his uh, heels in, and but yeah, he shouldn't sign that contract, should he? If he did, if he wants. Well, to exactly, be. that's the thing. Tottenham have uh, kept their end up. Yeah. You know, turn up to train. No need for it, is there? So thank you for joining us on our first podcast. We know there's going to be problems. And there's going to be mistakes. We're honing our craft, aren't we? But uh, thank you for listening to uh, the first It's Our Year podcast. See you in a bit, like. See you later.